Take your Bibles tonight and turn to Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. I got to thinking about this the other day, and uh, it seems like uh, the coronavirus has given a lot of preachers some messages. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we need to get ourselves ready. And I, and I got to looking at this, and I said, well, there's some, there's some message in here that I have never saw before because of the things that's going on, the things that we're facing uh, you look at the scriptures in a different way, and uh, that's what I've done. I've done that. Jonah chapter 1, and in the very first verse, it said, And the word of the Lord came unto the Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and found a ship that was going to Tarshish, so he paid the fire thereof and went down unto it, into it to uh, go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so the ship was like to be broken. When the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth their wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it all uh, of it all, of them, but Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he laid, and he was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask to be with us tonight, Lord. Help us and encourage us tonight, Lord, in this day that we're living in. Father, we need a touch from you. We need a a word from you tonight, Lord, just uh, to encourage our hearts, Lord. We ask you to touch each one, touch the prayer request, touch each one that's mentioned. Uh, a friend of mine in Virginia has the coronavirus. He's a pastor, Lord. I pray for him, Lord, that you'll just touch his family and him tonight, Lord, as you can do. And Father, we'll praise you. We'll give you the glory in all these things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. And notice what it said in verse number 6. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou? Oh, sleeper. So I'm preaching on this thought tonight. Uh, what will it take to wake you up? What will it take to wake you up? Jonah was asleep here. Uh, and we know that if we read verse 1 and 2, Jonah is seen as a servant of God uh, because the word of the Lord came unto him and God speaks to Jonah and calls him to go to preach to Nineveh. In verses 3 and 4, we see Jonah as a sailor. He goes into the opposite direction that God tells him to go, and he's getting on a ship heading to Tarshish. Now, we know that really, Jonah was not a sailor, but what happens here, he, he, he hooks up with the wrong crowd. And anytime you leave the presence of God, anytime you go into the opposite direction of God, in which God has called you to go, you're going to hook up with the wrong crowd, and that crowd is the devil. The devil has a crowd going whichever direction you want to go in. The devil has a crowd going in that direction. Anytime you're running away from God, anytime you're going in the opposite direction from God, the devil has a crowd to go with you. In verses 5 and 6, we see Jonah as a sleeper. That... That is a testimony here. 
because he's down in the lower part of the ship. The Bible said that he was a fast asleep. And the shipmaster said, what meanest thou, O sleeper? I want to tell you that's a sad testimony this evening. When, when the world can look at a person who say they are saved, who, who say they're uh, going to church and tell that they are spiritually sleeping tonight. It's one thing for the preacher to notice that you're spiritually sleeping. It's a one thing that uh, other church members can tell that you are spiritually sleeping. But it's a whole different ball of wax when the lost world can look at you and say that you say that you're saved, say that you're going to heaven, and say that you worship God, and you're spiritually asleep. Your faith eye has gone to sleep. Jonah is, he's asleep here. God sends a, a, a great wind. And even with the great wind that God's, it doesn't even budge Jonah. So what is it going to take to get you awake tonight? And this is amazing. After all that Jonah had done and going through, God sends the wind and the boat's rocking and everything's about, the Bible said it's about to break. And Jonah doesn't even wake up. I wonder what it's going to take to get you and I to wake up tonight. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I know I'm, I'm hitting myself on this. What you think about all that we've been through in the, this time that he is, We've gone through, and if it doesn't wake the church up, and if it doesn't wake uh, the Christian people, then I really don't know what it's going to take to wake us up. I don't know what it's going to take to get us closer to God and facing all the things that we face and all the things that we're going through. I don't know what it's going to take if you're not closer to God. I don't know what it's going to take to wake you up and get you closer to God. But I do know this, we all need to have a self-examination. We need to examine our prayer life. We need to examine our Bible study. We need to uh, examine our witness. We need to examine those things that we can fall asleep on and, and get spiritually blinded on. And if what we've gone through and what we've faced, if that doesn't cause me to examine my heart, and get closer to God. I don't know what anything else will do. I, I'm amazed at what Jonah is going through and facing. And he's asleep. So I got to think of what caused Jonah to be in the sleep. Now he's, he's not just physically asleep, but he's also spiritually asleep. I know that sometimes uh, we have to take medicine and we come to church and we kind of nod out. I understand that. 
I can look at people and see people and, and see their eyes and see what's going on in their life. Uh, but let me tell you, there are some people who are sitting in church uh, that are spiritually asleep. Uh, they may sit there looking at you. They, their eyes are wide open, but their faith eye is spiritually has gone asleep. Uh, we've got people sitting in churches today that have gone out spiritually and they're asleep. I, I want to be alert when I come to the house of God. I'm expecting something from God. I'm expecting a blessing from God. I want to be alert. I want to come ready to worship. My heart has to be prepared. I need the things of God. I want the things of God. I cannot sit around and go spiritually asleep on God. I need to be ready for God. I, I want to hear the voice of God when I get to the house of God. I want to feel the presence of God when I get in the house of God. Church down the road here had a, on their marquee, and I thought it was very interesting, and it said, if you're behind on your naps, don't worry, church will open soon. And I'm thinking to myself, you sitting in church and you sleeping, something, two things are wrong. You're either, you're out of it, or your preacher is a dead preacher. Amen. So it, what's, what's it going to take to wake you and I up? What is it going to take? What, took, what got Jonah to fall asleep? I want to show you the cause of Jonah's sleep. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh. We, we see here that the cause for Jonah's sleep is he is fleeing from the word of God. The word of God that was spoken to him. And it said, go to Nineveh. You know, I got to think about it. If he had never heard the word of God, he would have stayed exactly where he was at. Let me tell you what the word of God does. It will always demand a response out of our life. When you hear the word of God, when the word of God speaks to you, it's going to demand something of your life. When the preaching is preaching and that word hits your heart, it's demanding a response out of your life. When preaching gets a hold of you and gets a hold of your heart, it will cause you to make a response to it. Here Jonah, here's the word of God. And he flees from it. I've seen that from a lot of people. And God speaks through people's hearts. God gets in their life and they can't stand the pressure. And they run from God. But not only does the word of God makes him flee in verse number two. Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. For the wickedness is come up before me. The will of God makes him flee. He goes in the opposite direction in which God has called him. God has called him to go to Nineveh. He goes in the opposite direction where God has called him. God speaks to our hearts. Let me say, this is not the time to run away from God and go in the opposite direction. That is the time to get closer to God and go in the direction that God is trying to pull you and I into. God puts his will in our life and we ought to get closer to God for that. That is the direction we need to go in. 
There are people in the church week after week. But if they're not careful, they can get out of the will of God. You can be in a good church and still be out of the will of God. When God speaks, you run. When God uh, shows you His Word and gets a hold of your heart, you still run from God. That's something we all need to do is self-examinations. You're either in the will of God or not. When I say the will of God and I exactly what I say, the will of God, it means every aspect of your life. Not only in your job, but in your family, your social life, everything about it, your financial life, everything God has, you have, God's will has to be in your, every part of your life. That, was, that, that makes a great dad. That makes a great mother. That makes a great family. When the will of God is in your life and you're performing the will of God for your life, what is it going to take to wake us up tonight? We need to self-examine ourselves to see whether we're where God wants us to be or we are running away from God or we spiritually asleep on God tonight. You, listen, you can preach until the cows come home but they're not going to make a move. They're not going to do anything. They've had to say no to God to so many times. When God speaks to their heart, they have become to the will of God, numb to it. They have become numb to the word of God. Here, just like Christians today, Jonah has fallen asleep because he fled from the word of God. He fled from the will of God. He's out of the will of God. Let me say this. When you're out of the will of God, you you wreak nothing but troubles and trials in your life. Your life will never be blessed. Nothing will ever go right. And you'll be one of the most miserable persons in the world. I don't understand when somebody that's been in church and, and served God and all of a sudden they fall away and they come complaining, my life is in an uproar, my life is upside down. I, I don't know, why did you leave God when God had you in the right place? Uh, and that's what during the day we're going spiritually asleep on God and we're running from God and our life gets turned upside down and we don't understand why. He fled from the, the word of God, the, the will of God. He also fled from the witness of God. In verse number three. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Then he said, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down unto it to go with him into the Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Two times in that verse, God emphasizes that Jonah is running and it's clear who he's running from. He's running from the witness of God, not only in his life, but God has spoken to him. God has given him his word. God has put his will in his life, has made it known to him. And Jonah doesn't want to do the will of God. So Jonah is running from God. When people leave the church, the devil will give you a thousand reasons on why you should go, on why you should run away. 
Anytime you stay out of church, the longer you stay out, the devil has excuse after excuse. And let me just say this, you'll bite off on every one of them. You'll start using excuse to stay out of church. And let me just say this uh, while we're talking about that. Your life cannot be blessed. You cannot have a perfect life out in the world. God is not with you. You are living in the destruction of life. But in the will of God, you find peace and happiness. We see Jonah is running from the will of God and the word of God and the witness of God. God has laid something on Jonah's heart to do. And Jonah says he doesn't want to do it. Jonah doesn't want to obey. Jonah doesn't want to go where God is living. How many of us we've told God no? How many of us would God has spoke to us and, and through his word and, and, and spoke to our hearts and, and this is what I want you to do and you say, I, I don't feel like doing that now. I've been there. I've said that. I've done that. And let me just say this. I have regretted that. And God will get you. God's going to get your attention one way or another just like you got Jonah. God's going to get your attention when you say no to God. The cause him to sleep. Look at the condition of his sleep. Verse number four. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. And there was a mighty tempest in the sea. He was asleep while the sea was being disturbed. Everything around Jonah is beginning to unravel. The ship is beginning to rock. It's been turned up, upside down. And God has sent the wind. And, and, and can I say God knows how to send the wind to your life when you're running from him. And God knows what he needs to do to your life. And let me just say this uh, on the upside of that. Uh, when God does send the wind, you ought to obey the, what God sends you. Don't wait for the second part. Don't wait for the other part. When God sends the wind to get your attention, you ought to say, Lord, I, I got it. I'm going to run with it. I don't need you to send no well to my life. Jonah was asleep. I'd rather, rather face the wind than the well any day. But Jonah was asleep. I've often wondered when people get out of the will of God they've gone asleep on God. Things start to rock. Their lives are turned upside down. Everything of them around them is out of control. And yet, they don't wake up. They're spiritually still asleep. He was asleep when the sea was being disturbed, but he was also asleep when the ship was being disturbed. Verse 4, so that the ship was like to be broken. It's getting to the point that the sea and the waves are beating on the ship uh, and the boards are starting to pop. Uh, it's about ready to get to go. Uh, the people, uh, the mariners on top saying, yeah, this is it. This is over with. We're surely going to be destroyed. The boat surely is going to be destroyed. Uh, they know something wrong. But yet Jonah is a fast asleep, not disturbed. And let me just say this. Uh, how many times you've seen somebody sit in church uh, and they've got a smile on their face, uh, but they've got a glossy look on their eyes. They're not seeing what the preacher's preaching. They're not hearing what God is saying. Uh, and yet they walk out the same way. They are asleep and numb to the things that's going on around them. Jonah was numb 
to everything that was going on around him. He was asleep. I don't know what kind of sleeper you are. There are those that are light sleepers. You could be in bed. I know with some people, a horn four miles away be blown and they wake up. What was that? Very light sleepers. Me, on the other hand, I've slept through earthquakes. I've slept through gunfire. I've slept through mortifier. <laughs> when I'm ready to go to sleep, I'm asleep. You can put two grenades up under my feet, blow them out. I'm sleeping. When I go out, I'm out. I don't know what kind of sleeper you are, but let me just say this. Jonah was deep in sleep. He was not a light sleeper. He had then got so far in his sleep that he had gotten comfortable. And ain't that the best sleep you get when you find that comfortable spot? You'd be wiggling around in bed and just cause and turning, but when that place hit, that nothing, you feel nothing, no pain, no heart. No, you, you're out. You're out. But if your life is in, in uproar, your life has been turned upside down uh, and you've been fighting the devil all day, it seems like you toss and turn and toss and turn. And Jonah was all right with himself. He'd gone to sleep. And, and the Bible said he was in a deep sleep, a fast sleep. That means he was in a peaceful sleep. Jonah was asleep while the sea was being disturbed. He was asleep while the a ship was being disturbed, but he's also being asleep when the sailors were disturbed. Verse number five. Then the mariners were afraid and cried, every man unto his God. Now listen, we're talking about lost people here. They're crying out to their gods. They're crying out the gods of this world. They had enough sense about themselves that things are not going well. They understood the condition of what was going on. They understood the sea. They understood the wind. And they really understood, hey, the ship cannot take much more of this. We're going to do something. And they're crying out to the gods of the world. They're gods. I see people who get out of the will of God. They get so sleepy, so blinded, they can't see things that are not going right in their life. You know, even when the lost can tell when things are not going right in your life, when the lost can look at you and say, hey, things are not going right in your life, there are those that are physically blind. They're blind. They cannot see. But can I say this? There are Christians today that have sight, but they're spiritually blind. Their faith eye has gone blind. They may see things, but they really can't see afar off. Jonah was asleep. He's gone. Have you ever heard someone say, well, I used to see it that way, but I don't now. I, I've had preachers preach hard on something for years and years. And all of a sudden they said, you know what? I just don't see it that way. They use the term they have gotten enlightened. No, you got blind. That's what you got. 
if God's word would you preach 20 years ago is the same today, then God ain't changed. Uh, that means you have changed. Uh, you took a different view about things. God is not going to change his word. In other words, you have gotten blind. You have gotten numb to the word of God. You're trying to please everybody except for God. Problem is, a lot of Christian people are looking through the devil's eyeglasses today. I'm glad that the King James Bible is, is the light. And the light will lighten up a dark world for you. I can take this Bible here. It's the same Bible. I can read it. It will lighten up this dark world. Uh, I'm not going to change. Uh, I'm going to let it show me things that's not right in my life. Jonah was asleep. Uh, he was not even worried about what was going on around him. We've got Christian people that have gone to sleep. Amen. Let me say this. We know the condition that we're in this world. We know the world that we know is not going to be as we have known it before. It has changed. It will change. And everybody's running around, what am I doing? What do I need to do? Why? Let me just say this. Just go back to the word of God and what God said to do, do that. If God said do this, do that. Hey, I, I'm still looking at neglect not to assemble thyself together like men or some other. I'm still looking at that thinking, hey, it's about time the church to put faith in the word of God instead of our government, instead of our world. And Lord, if you said to do it and we pray and we come together, we're going to be all right. I'm going to be looking at my spiritual eye and I'm going to see the things that I need to see. I'm not going to sleep on God. What's it going to take to wake you up? Amen. Amen. We got some that's asleep. The Bible said he was that he laid and he was fast asleep. He was in a delightful sleep. He was stretched out. He was gone. Sleeping like a rock. You've heard that term. He was out. We see the cause of the sleep. We see the condition of the sleep, but there's a, condition, there's a consequences for his sleep. Verse number six. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? I see a lack of character here with him. It is said that the world is more wide-eyed and awake to the things that's happened around him, the things that's going on around him, than someone that is saved. You know, that scares me tonight. And there are people out there that don't know God, haven't served God, and it seems they're more aware of what's going on around them. I see Christian people worry about more things than what they should be worried about. I, I've seen them say, hey, I'm worried that my 401k is not going to be there. I just tell them that's okay. Mine wasn't there either, and I, I'm making it by. I'm getting by all right. You know, don't worry about it. If that's what you're worried about, then hey, you've got a problem. But I'm, it's a sad thing in this world that Christians are worried about the wrong thing, and yet the lost people of the world, those that don't know Jesus, they see a more awareness and around them than what Christian people are seeing. 
It's a lack of character on Jonah's part. Notice his lack of communication. Arise and call upon thy God. You realize this lost man said to him, arise. And in verse number two, God told Jonah to arise. Same thing that God told Jonah to do. This lost man is telling Jonah to do the same thing. Don't you think that cut to his heart? Don't you think that was a jab in his heart when this lost man is telling him, you need to rise and get a hold of your God. And God has already told him, hey, you need to get up. I want you to go there. He needs to get up and start to pray. But the problem is the line of communication with God has been severed. It has been broken because Jonah was running from God. He could not pray because he was not in the will of God. And there's a lot of reason why a man should serve God. There's a lot, a lot of reasons a man and woman should serve God. But let me just tell you one that we all should serve God is in our time of need, in our time of trouble, I want to have that line of communication opened up that when I fall down on my knees, I'm going to call out to my Father and He's going to hear me. I don't want to be worried about whether I'm in the will of God or whether I'm doing what God wants me to do. I want to be that way all the time. I don't have to worry about calling anybody else to get a hold of God for me. I want to be that I'm in the will of God that I can get a hold of Him without worry. Now don't get me wrong, if you got problems, call me. I'll pray for you. But if you're looking for somebody else to pray you out of your condition and you haven't prayed, you want to check your communication with God. Look at his lack of concern. And this really hits me. And this should hurt, hit every Christian tonight. His lack of concern. Call upon thy God. If so, that God will think upon us that we perish not. The real tragedy is that Jonah was asleep. He didn't care about people's lives. He got on a boat knowing that he was out of the will of God. He was endangering those that he got on the boat with. He knows that. He's running from God. He's endangering other people's lives. You know what? When Christians are out of the will of God, they not only endanger their lives, but they endanger their family's lives, their friends' lives. Hey, a father and a mother could be in church serving God and got little children and they're bringing them to church and all of a sudden they fall out, they walk away, they go spiritually asleep, they're no longer serving God, they're no longer doing God's will and the next thing you know the entire family is living out in the world and mom and dad thinks well I'm saved, I'm good so if I'm saved, I'm good, my children certainly must be saved, they're going with me, wrong you've gone asleep and you have no concerns for their spiritual life. We've got a lot of people today that's not worried about people around them. They're not worried about the family. They're not worried about the friends. Your actions say that. 
because you walked away from God, you ran away from God. Question is, what's it going to take to wake you up? Ephesians 5, wherefore he said, Awake from thou sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. He's saying you need to walk very carefully. As a Christian in this world today, you and I need to take our steps carefully. That where we walk is where God has directed us. I don't want to be in the condition that I'm running from God. I don't want to be in a condition I can't feel the presence of God. I don't want to be in a condition that I'm not even in the will of God. But I want to walk carefully in this world that others may see my walk and they may follow. Paul said, eh, follow after me because I follow after Christ. If your walk is in a way that is causing others to fall away from Christ, you need to get your walk checked out. Jonah was asleep. But we know the end of the story. He might have been asleep. He might not have had concerns. And he just didn't want to do the will of God. But God has got a way of getting your attention. So God sent him a big fish. That got his attention. He went and preached to Nineveh. And they got saved. When you hear the word of God, and God directs you to go somewhere, he knows there is somebody that needs the word he's given you. He knows that where he's sending you, there are people there that needs the word of God. But if we choose to go sleep on God, spiritually sleep, sitting in church spiritually asleep, we're not doing God's will. I, I pray that we examine ourselves and make sure that we are exactly where we need to be at in the will of God, that we're not going to sleep. We haven't slacked on our praying. We haven't slacked on our Bible study. We haven't slacked on witnessing just because of this virus that we're facing. You know what? It might be a test for you and I. God might be trying to figure out what kind of Christian you are. Have you gone to sleep or are you still wide-eyed? waiting to serve God, waiting to hear his voice, waiting to go where he's directing us. And I pray that's where this church wants to be, a, a wide-wake church serving God and going where God tells us to do. Amen.